Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Well, it's been a while since we've been here, Tommy, but we're back and we do it for topsport.com.au. This is the Supercoach 365 podcast, tidying up the remnants of round 15 as we head into this Origin weekend. My name is Ryan Selvage. Tommy down the line again, mate. Um, how are you? And I guess uh, round 15, it was headlined by one man. One man, one man only, Tommy Trebojevic. Um, good day, Ryan. Yeah, it's been a while. You mentioned remnants there and... Remnants is all that's left of my season, I think, after the past fortnight or so. It's been a, a rough trot, but um, how you been faring, mate? Yeah, not too bad. Uh, last week, I was probably one of the uh, the lucky ones to have captained uh, Tommy Turbo. Uh, yourself, like many others, I think were happy to take the loop after Nathan Cleary scored 140 against the Roosters, but when Tommy Turbo's playing on a dry track on a Sunday afternoon, it's just hard to look past. So, um, yeah, small win there, uh, creeping up into that top 1%. So not going to complain on the eve of Origin 2. So, um, yeah, faring quite well, I would say. Yeah, absolutely. And you talk about, I suppose, looping or keeping Turbo as captain. I, I thought, like you, I did think Turbo would have a big game, but I think Cleary got around 140. And you really, it's hard to say no to that score, I think, anyway. Just points in the bank, but... Yeah, that second half from Turbo was just out of this world and it really looked like Origin 1 yet again, the way he played, just domination. I think it's important to say, you know, we mentioned here Tommy Turbo, 208 points, uh, three tries, three try assists. Just the influence he has not only on his team and, and, and obviously uh, the results of Manly, but directly the players around him. Ruben Garrick was on two super coach points at half time and had plenty of owners, uh, not least myself, sweating a little bit, and he finished on 156. So <laughs> it just shows you that Tommy, not only can he rack up a big score himself, but he can um, put, you know, put on points for other people as well. Yeah, I think Jason Saab was in a similar boat. I think my opponent in draft was actually playing with Saab and he was on... He may have been a negative score at halftime. It was very low anyway, and then he ended up with a couple of tries. So, yeah, the the uh, 
the influence he has on that team is huge, but Manly, to their credit, did win big last week without Turbo, so maybe they are they are learning to play without him as well. Yeah, absolutely. Good shout. And uh, we won't go too on, or go on uh, too long, I should say, uh, about Tommy Turbo to start, because we will be talking about Tommy at the end when we get into our Origin 2 uh, predictions and previews, thanks to topsport.com.au. We mentioned Cleary already there, and a big win for the Panthers against the Roosters to start the round. So too, uh, the Rabbitohs over the Broncos, 46 points to nil. Usual suspects there again down the left side. Cody Walker, uh, Alex Johnson and Latrell Mitchell, they just combined to run right uh, up there at Suncorp Stadium. Yeah, exactly right. It was sort of the, the combination we spoke about pre-season. We were, we were very big on South before the ball was kicked and they started off the season well. Obviously, hit a bit of a wall in the past probably six months, but the other night was just a get-right game for South up against Brisbane who are just getting worse as it seems. And yeah, they absolutely killed it. It's It's... Easy to think of this premiership race as a race in two and maybe even a race in three if you throw in a fit Tommy Turbo and DCE at the back end of the year. But are Souths almost a forgotten team, do you think, Tommy? Are they just kind of falling off the radar? And I know that sounds funny on the back of a 46-0 win to say that, but are they just kind of, you know, chugging along on the, you know, in the top four or thereabouts? Uh, Souths, are they the forgotten beast in this premiership race, do you think? Yeah, I think so. I think that's a good shout. I wouldn't completely write them off. I do think... The magnitude of their losses to both Penrith and uh, Melbourne was pretty alarming. The fact that they conceded 50 to both is... I know it's a different sort of NRL this year and blowouts are more common, but that's still a massive scoreline to overcome. But look, on their day, we know their attack with Cody and Latrell, as you said, they could beat anybody. So yeah, I don't think you can write them off at all. Manly, like you said, are a bit of a dark horse and I think the chances stop there. What about the Storm? We haven't spoken to them yet, but um, have you ever seen anything like that first half that they... Uh, put on against the West's Tigers. It finished up 66 points to 16. Jeez, uh, I don't think I've ever seen 82 points in a game of NRL in my life. Actually, maybe once. I think there was a high-scoring game between the Raiders and the Knights some years back. But this was something else. I've never seen anything like this. It was 30 nil after, I think it was 24, 25 minutes. And uh, again, we speak of usual suspects, Jerome Hughes, Brandon Smith, uh, Munster, but one man who we probably expected to run up a score, Josh Adokar, he didn't amongst uh, that massive scoreline. No, that was a big surprise from the game, wasn't it? I think at one point or they had the whole team score almost. Well, not the whole team, but very close to it. But Adokar was still there and he was a dollar thirty any time. And uh, you may have possibly had him in a multi, which <laughs> may have hurt you. Then I'm sure a lot of people were in the same boat as you there. But no, it was quite unbelievable. And you mentioned 80 points total there or 82 points total. At one point there with half an hour to go, it honestly looked like Melbourne could re- could reach 80. Uh, Tigers were somewhat lucky that Storm had a few injuries and they kind of clocked off because it could have got really ugly for the West Tigers at the end Where two for the Tigers, do you think, Tommy? Um, I think Dane Laurie, he had a shocker of a game. Somehow ended up on about 61, 62 super coach points. Um, that was a, a largely inflated score. I thought he was uh, you know, very, very disappointing. But broader still at the Tigers, there's... I don't know. I don't know where you start to fix these cracks in this team. We said it from, uh, you know, back in February that this looked one of the weakest rosters on paper and maybe just coming into the tough part of the season, they're really starting to get found out by these better teams. Yeah, we did predict it, but I think what would worry Tigers fans more than anything is the fact that they do have weeks where they look really good. And I don't think it's acceptable that they can play really well some weeks and then other weeks they just completely roll over. And we've seen it a few times now, obviously, on the weekend was the worst example, but against the Cowboys and Titans... Both of those games, they leaked really quick points, and it's almost like they just don't care some weeks. I don't know what it is. I think there's rumours that Tavita Pango might be joining the club in the next in the next month or so, and he's a good signing, but I'm not sure he's the man you want in a crisis. 
Yeah, and he's not going to be there at least for the next month or so. Of course, he was uh, a victim of suspension after that big defeat against the Rabbitohs. Other results from last weekend, uh, we'll quickly go through them. The Sharks beat the Cowboys just. The Knights in wet weather footy prevailed over the Warriors. The Dragons pipped your Raiders in Wollongong. Tommy, uh, the Eels, as we say, beat the Bulldogs quite convincingly in the end. And, uh, of course, Manly, they rounded out the week with a massive win over the Titans up there on the Gold Coast. And you talk about a game of two halves. That was exactly that. Uh, Let's move this on, though. Let's get into our uh, talking points. We haven't done this in a while, so big thanks to everyone who's got on to our Instagram page today to uh, send in their questions or their thoughts heading into uh, the Origin 2 weekend. Uh, We'll start here with a pretty boy whip. Of course, a lot of these trades will be pertaining to round 16 at the end of the Origin uh, or after Origin 2. So hopefully these names that we mentioned here come through these games unscathed. Uh, Pretty boy whip, he says, who's a good replacement for Junior Paulo and Reid Marnie? Uh, Marnie, I think, is injured, Tommy. Uh, He might be expected to come back at... I think maybe around 17 or 18, but Junior Paulo, for someone who has in the past been a super coach gun and still in this Origin team, so playing good footy, but just not producing the numbers that he has uh, in recent years in 2021. No, he hasn't. It's It's been a strange strange year for Junior Paulo. Um, obviously, he was going really well, but he isn't. He, he's playing well, but super coach is not translating to that. Um, I don't really know what to do with front row forwards. I find that probably the hardest position in the game. I'm currently running with Matt Lodge and James Fisher-Harris, and I'm pretty pretty happy with both. But um, it took me a while to get to that combination. So, look, they'd be the two I'm promoting. Luke Thompson always does a solid job as well. So possibly one of those three. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I echo those sentiments. I had Pangai up until uh, this week uh, traded to Lodge purely, well, even without Pangai there, I think Lodge has to... Uh, carry a little bit of an extra load. Uh, obviously, Payne Haas will do a job there for the Broncos as well. But uh, you mentioned Fisher-Harris there. Yeah, he's a pretty popular pick. Luke Thompson, another one. Um, beyond that, though, it's uh, Papali'i maybe. If you wanted to shift him from the 2RF, he is dual position. So uh, beyond that, it's it's really slim pickings. I think that's been one of the unique positions this year as well as Hooker. Whereas these new rules uh, and the impacts of these high-scoring games have kind of taken away from... Uh, what you'd expect from the front row forwards, even the back rowers to an extent as well. So, yeah, you'd probably be happy to cop a 55, 60-point per game average from a front rower in 2021. Adam Blundell says here, thoughts on bringing in Ruben Garrick for Tedesco. Uh, obviously selling Teddy at the back end of Origin. Uh, this is what that trade is talking to there. Ruben Garrick, he's high-flying at the moment, Tommy. And uh, as we said just a moment ago, sitting outside Tommy Travojevic on that left wing, uh, you can expect these points to keep flowing. And he's goal-kicking this year as well. Yeah, absolutely. He's got a lot of selling points. And like we said, with Turbo in the team, he's a, he's a different beast. But I don't really like the other side of that trade. I don't think really I'd be getting rid of Tedesco at this point. Uh, if you have him until now, you probably just hold him and wait for the end of the origin period. But look, I couldn't knock Garrick, but I wouldn't be selling Tedesco if you own him. Teddy's next game against... The Storm. Then he runs into the Bulldogs, the Cowboys, and the Knights. So if you are thinking of, uh, well, selling Teddy, you'd probably want to do it before the Storm match. I dare say you'd have a pretty high BE, yeah, about 94. Um, But then he does find some easier games after that as well. So um, I have traded in and out Teddy a couple of times this year, but I won't be trading him in to finish the year, I don't think, despite his... Uh, favourable run there, as we say, and we spoke about that in uh, a couple of podcasts ago about Teddy's run home and would he be peaking after Origin. Uh, Ruben Garrick, though, I, I don't know, I, I've had Garrick for some time. The turbo influence upon 
Garrick on that left side is just something else. But maybe the ship has sailed now. He's quite a high price, and uh, it only takes one or two off weeks, and that price will come crashing down. The break-even will be skyrocketing. So maybe not um, Garrick for Tedesco for hours. Lil Newt X, he says, final trades, Tedesco to Turbo or miss the Turbo boat and go to Angus Crichton. Well, there's a bit happening there. Um, Tedesco to Turbo... Or Mr. Turbo Boat. I think Turbo's ship has well and truly sailed. Angus Crichton, I mean, I've held him since day one um, and rode out his suspensions a couple of times this year. I was happy to keep him. So Teddy to Turbo, Tommy, would you be selling Teddy to get to Turbo even at that high price? I, I don't know. I don't think there's a such thing as a Turbo Boat. I just think you need him in your team. Like If you don't have him in your team, you're probably going to lose most weeks. So look, I'd be at all costs trying to get him in if you don't have him in already. He's got six scores above 100 and three of those above 150 so like that's just winning you games every week he's pretty much fixture proof as well I don't know you you need to have him you know I think as Fangus Crichton he's probably a good player to have in after the origin period for sure so yeah. those last three weeks if you are playing head-to-head finals uh round 23 so second week of the finals against the Raiders round 24 against the Bulldogs round 25 against the Cowboys so um, he could be pushing scores upwards of anything, really, there. 120, 150, 200 he produced at the weekend. So, yeah, um, you're probably right there, Tommy. There's no boat. Just fucking jump on the turbo plane or whatever it is. As Johnson uh, says, is David Fafeda essential for the run home? How much depth should a team have on the run home? This is a really interesting point and something that I've been speaking to uh well, probably the last month, or uh, well, even you know before round 13, building up to that first origin-affected week, about the amount of players you should have in your team for the run home. Originally, I'd had it set f- to, you know, to have just on 18. That would give you, uh, what does that make it? Seven loop options across the board of the squad of 25 uh, and one, I guess, non-playing reserve on the bench who you could you know, do it in a way where you're going to guarantee a low, uh, sorry, a, a high auto emergency off your bench. Looking again, I think you probably need closer to 19 or 20 players, um, given injuries. And if you are, you know, you know, to cop a couple of injuries on the run home, you don't want to have to be burning uh, trades if you don't have them. That is. Um, but is David Fafita essential for the run home, Tommy? Even in a beaten side the other day uh, against Manly, he produced a score of 90 upwards. Um, just looks one of those players that is obviously the focal point in that Titans attack, and even when they do get beat, he still scores well. I mean, yeah, if you have the means to get him, I'd be getting him, like you said there. Even in losing efforts, he still does pretty well. Great average. The the break even's extraordinarily high, but he might be one of those players who's immune to a sort of that way of looking at it. You might just want to get him in no matter what. Um, as for what you were saying before about the number of players to have in the run home, I, I fully agree with what you're saying. I, I guess I didn't really look at it like that earlier early in the year about planning for the run home and just having, I guess, a bare, not a bare-bones team, but at least not 25 playing players sort of thing. So I'll probably try to structure my team in the next few weeks, structure my trades to get to that sort of level. But yeah, I do like Well, I, I mean, when I was looking at these buy planning for round 13, and I, I will say I did preface... Uh, or preference round 13 as opposed to round 17. Um, purely because I didn't want to fall too far behind the pack. Uh, maybe, you know, looking at it a little bit short-sighted. But the way I saw it from, 
you know, round 13, round 14 onwards was that if you could use them, make or make the most of this super trades weekend, which we're heading into this weekend with, of course, five trades at your disposal, you can really set your team up, um, you know, for success at the back end of the year and money wouldn't be a problem um, once you start nothing down from about rounds 13, 14 onwards. So um, I would say, though, from having a look around and, you know, injuries, you've got to kind of plan for those as well. I'd say 19 or, you know, even 20 players uh, at an absolute minimum for the run home. Logan Nosty says, trade kick out out to get Finucane. To be honest with you, I haven't really um, looked too hard into Kikau or Finucane's, um stocks purely because I've looked at other front rowers and other back rowers um, throughout the year to this point. But Kikau is, is a little bit disappointing, Tommy, this year. I feel he's got similar qualities, similar traits to David Fafita playing in a great team. But maybe he's just the odd one out on that left side for the Panthers because... You know, the ball goes from Cleary to Luai, invariably to Burton or To'o to score, and Kikau's just not scoring the points that he has this year in years gone by. No, he's been quite disappointing. I agree with you there. Maybe he's just not getting the ball like you're saying, but his involvement is is quite low, and not even his minutes, honestly, earlier in the year were quite low as well, in the 50s a lot of the time. So, yeah, he's hard to uh, hard sort of person to hold. And Fanukin... He's been coming back from an injury. He got a 92 the other day, which is pretty good. But they did play in that massacre against the Tigers. So I'm not sure Finucane is the great option. But, yeah, I'd be getting rid of kick out if you have him. Yeah, I wouldn't be going to Finucane personally. I think there's just too many good players in that Melbourne Storm forward rotation, particularly through the middle. I mean, they can take their pick between uh, Tui Kamakamitha or Nelson or Christian Welch there as well for Nukin. There are options there for Craig Bellamy and for Nukin. If he is in this extended origin squad, if New South Wales do wrap up this series in Game 2, he might even get a run in Game 3. So um, you'd expect him to be sitting out round 17. Of course, I think the Storm have the bye that week anyway. Maybe even he'll get a rest after that into round 18. So no, I wouldn't be going to Finucane, that's for sure. Liam Barkley says, What should overall players look for trades in round 16? Well, I guess it's unique to yourself um, and every team. Tommy, you can talk about your team. I can only talk about mine. Um, what I was looking for was to nuff down pretty much, to pocket some cash in the bank so I can in weeks to come move to um, finishing this squad with the players I want to be running home with. Uh, from round 18 onwards, I'll be probably uh, playing with just about the team I want to be finishing with. So I will say if you can trade in a couple of nuffs this week, um, free up some cash, which of course you can use to spend on higher players, such as maybe David Fafita at the end of the Origin window. What about you, Tommy? Yeah, man, I agree with that about getting freeing up some cash and sort of working towards your your ultimate team towards the end of the year. But I think it's a bit of a balancing act. It depends, I suppose, how you're looking around seventeen. If you like, I, for me, for instance, I've got not many players around 17 at this point. I'm going to have to do a bit of work to try and get a decent score because I didn't score that well around 13. So I feel like I can't give away two two whole rounds really uh, giving up so many points, even though I do want to plan for the future, but I kind of have to look in the short term as well. So it's a bit of a balancing act. I, I'm going to wait till next week to do my trades, but yeah, there's two sort of things to think about there for sure. I will say this though, if you are playing... So, well, I don't know. I mean, it depends what you're playing for. If you're playing head-to-head leagues and you just want to beat your opponent, then obviously you can structure your trades around that. 
Uh, we've taken the lens this year, Tommy, I think, of playing for overall points. And if we win our head-to-head matchups, then, you know, that's a bonus. Um, but in terms of, yeah, planning for the run home, I, I, one piece of advice I will say is don't trade in a player just for round 17. Um, unless you're going to keep him for the rest of the year, that is. Um, because there's just no point. Sean Johnson is a, a good example of that. Of course, he plays in round 17 um, and someone who is you know showing some good form now um, that he's getting the, the starting time. The Sharks are coming good and he's kicking goals. So uh, Sean Johnson, for example, for the Sharks playing round 17, someone you can keep uh, for the rest of the run home. Uh, Stedjuan says, how to save my team for stacking too many players for the first buy round. Yeah, so this kind of talks to the question we just answered then, Tommy, about, well, um, you know, leaning too fa- you know, favorably in, in, you know, in advance of round 17, but looking only at round 13 or vice versa, not having enough players for round 17. So what's your advice here? Um, I guess, you know, it's a pretty obvious one. Use your trades this week. Oh, I guess so, yeah. I'm going to have to do it myself, but... You could also look at it as, as if, if this guy, Stejuan, if he went really well in the round 13 buy round, perhaps he just has to cop his medicine in round 17 and just at least he got one good buy round out of it because I know a lot of people would have planned hard for the first one and kind of let the next one go. It's pretty hard to get both uh, both buy rounds sort of go well on both of them. So, look, he's done well to get well, well on one. I think maybe just copy medicine perhaps and then just plan for the future. Yeah, I think if you average it out, if you had, say, 11 players playing on average uh, across rounds 13 and 17, you're probably on par. I don't think you'd be doing too much better than that. I think I had 13, maybe 14 in round 13, uh, 13 or 14 players, that is. Uh, probably looking somewhere closer to eight or nine this time around, uh, in round 17, that is. So, yeah, not too disappointed with that because, you know, come round 18, um, I will have a full team running downhill into the Supercoach semifinals, which of course is why we play it. Uh, and that has to be the main focus, I think. Last one here and our talking points, it is an old friend of ours, uh, Blake Moore, Tommy. He's speaking about uh, State of Origin. He says, New South Wales 13 plus is immoral. Uh, yeah, look, it's hard to disagree with that given everything we saw in game one. Um, and 13 plus via our friends at topsport.com.au is about $1.70. So it shows you where the punters' heads are at heading into Origin 2. Yeah, look, it's hard to argue. I know I was quite bullish uh, before Game 1 about New Wales pumping Queensland, and they did just that, but I'm not as confident here. Like, I probably would lean to it if I had to, but I'm not going to touch $1.70 for it. I just think Queensland can't be any worse than they were. I just don't think they were even up for that game. It seemed a bit... A bit slow out of the blocks and it just continued. I guess with six agains and whatnot, it kind of it's easy to blow out these days. But I think this game will be closer from the start up at Suncourt Stadium in Queensland needing to win to keep the series alive. I wouldn't put my house on our 13 plus. No. Yeah, interesting you say there, Tommy. My ears pricked a little bit when you said Queensland can't get much worse. That's probably true, but on the other side of that, can New South Wales get even better? I mean, this is the first time that players like Brian To'o, uh, Jerome Luai... Uh, had featured in the Origin Arena. Liam Martin, another one. Angus Crichton comes back. Um, you know, he's so experienced in that Origin Arena. He's a series winner, premiership winner with the Roosters as well. Is it a case of just New South Wales just having the talent and the depth at their disposal that they, you know, Queensland once had when they had, you know, the likes of Inglis, Slater, Cronk, Smith, Lockyer, Thurston? Um, is this the New South Wales era, do you think? Oh, look, it's hard to argue that it isn't. I think they're definitely the superior beast. Even last year, I know they lost, but 
you look at the squads on paper and theirs was so so far superior. Um, it's a brave... I'm not going to bet against New South Wales. Like, definitely not. But I just don't think it'll be the mauling that it was. Everything turned to golf for New South Wales that night. And Queensland couldn't do a thing right. That can't happen again. And I think Suncorp Stadium is a factor. I know New South Wales' record up there isn't very good. And I know Townsville's in Queensland, but it's, it doesn't have the same aura as Suncorp. Yeah, I think they've struggled up there and... Uh, been up there a couple of times on Origin Night, and you can actually feel it. Um, it's got a different vibe to it as opposed to ANZ Stadium, and it is a, such a hostile environment, and it is truly uh, what everything Origin is about. Let's get into our bold predictions now. For Origin 2, of course, we do it for topsport.com.au. Tommy, you said you weren't going to back the 13+. plus, um, And I, I don't know, necessarily know if this is bold when the line's currently 14.5 as we record tonight, but uh, New South Wales 13+, plus for mine, I think... Years gone by, that 13 margin has been, I won't say unobtainable in origin, but definitely more of a challenge that it will be here. Uh, man of the match, it's hard to bet against Tommy Turbo, and I think you'll be getting about $8 or thereabouts on game night. Uh, Brian To'o, my boy on the left wing, I think he can be the first try scorer as well. So um, New South Wales 13+, plus. Turbo man of the match, Brian To'o, first try scorer for the Blues. Yeah, I'm not quite as bullish as you with... Uh... A blue wall. I do think they'll win, but um, I'm going to go just one to twelve. I think it'll be a lot closer. Um, I do think I like one here. Not really a bold prediction, but given the way the game's going these days, I do think it'll be under the line, under forty six point five total points. I think it'll be a lot tighter contest, and therefore not as I suppose free flowing and not as many points scored. Man of the match, I go Nathan Cleary. I think in a tighter game, he'll be the one that, that needs to stand up with his kicking game. And uh, first try, I'll go Queensland and score first with Val Holmes. I also think Reese Walsh will, will throw the uh, the pass for the try. So a try assist for Walsh. Yeah, that is uh, that is a little bit bold there, Tommy. Um, of course, Queensland struggled to score points in game one. So uh, if they can score first here, back at home, and Val, a prolific try scorer on the wing for Queensland. So maybe not as bold a shout as it may seem on paper. Uh, same game multi for mine if you are playing that way. Brian Toto, anytime try scorer. Tommy Travojevic, anytime try scorer. Latrell Mitchell, anytime try scorer. You're getting about $6.40 there. Uh, value bet I found here uh, kind of goes against everything you just said there, Tommy. Uh, New South Wales in the first to X market. I've got him scoring 40 points. I think you know, heads will drop for Queensland if they go down, you know, um, by two or three tries early on, I feel. Dry track. How do you stop Tommy Turbo? How do you stop Tedesco, Latrell, Adokar, Brent? Oh, it's just so many weapons in this back line. I can't believe I didn't follow you in for game one. Um, I'm not making the same mistake here in game two. So New South Wales, first to score 40 points, $3.75, topsport.com.au. I think that's that's a, worth a bet. Oh, look, it could go that way, 100%. It's the sort of game, if it's not close, it probably will blow out to a 40-point margin again. But I think around the similar price range, New South Wales by 1 to 12, $3.30. $3.30 for 1 to 12 in an origin match, which is effectively a decider. That is just insanity, I think. I know it was 50 to 6 in the first game, but, geez. Beyond that, that's just incredible odds, so put me down for that one. Yeah, almost unheard of, and a big thank you, as you say, to our proud partners of the Supercoach 365 
podcast, topsport.com.au. If you are having a play on the State of Origin or Round 16 or any round uh, leading up right through until the NRL Grand Final, do it with Top Sport and please do so responsibly. Tommy, let's get into our Round 16, our early trades, of course. we got to get through Origin, but we saw the five trades there and we couldn't help, well, I couldn't help at least uh, putting them to good use. This is the Super Trade Week. I am using all five. Um, so to answer the questions uh, straight off the bat, are you going to use all five trades this week? Yes, I am, and I'm living by the uh, the mantra that you can't take them to the grave with you. Uh, that leaves you eight trades through, or leads me eight trades uh, through rounds 18 to 25. Um, there might be one or two weeks where I go without, and others weeks I will use two, depending on injuries, uh, form, run home, uh, draws, etc., etc. Uh, my trades this week, pretty much, um, it's a little bit hard to say here. So either grab a pen and paper or just go on our Instagram page later in the week. Uh, Connor Watson, Pangai, Nico Hines out a big sell. Uh, Remus Smith, Joseph Sawali, they're all out. Um, I guess bringing in, really, uh, Matty Lodge to cover for Pangai. Sean Johnson, already mentioned him. I think he's um, building up to something special for the Sharks. Going to play him at a backup 5'8". Um, dual position as well, so if Cleary does get injured, it's an easy sell. Cleary out and Johnson up into halfback. Uh, and Dane Gagai, I feel, is arguably the must-have trade for round 17, pending that he gets through Origin, uh, round 16 rather, uh, gets through Origin unscathed. Uh, minus 90 BE, um, Souths have a pretty good run home, and uh, Gagai, he's in some top form, arguably the best footy he's played at club level, um, maybe throughout his whole career, Tommy, Dane Gagai, that is. Yeah, absolutely. He's uh, obviously always been a good rep player, but, geez, he's playing really well at club level. His last two scores in Supercoach have been excellent, and uh, he's been in my team the whole year, and I'm happy to keep him until round 25 for sure. Yeah, you mentioned his last two scores there, and his next three fixtures, how about this? They'll be licking their lips, South Sydney. Uh, West Tigers, then they run into the Cowboys, then they take on the Bulldogs. So a, a very favourable next three weeks for Souths, and that's before games against uh, the Warriors and the Dragons. So really, a good little five-week window there for Dane Gagai. Um, whether or not I keep him until the end of the year, he is potentially a keeper. Uh, 33 base, scores tries on that left edge for Souths as well. Um, he's a keeper, but uh, again, gives you that flexibility. He's going to make some cash this week, so if you did want to sell him off, uh, in the closing stages of the season, there's the option to do that there as well. Tommy, I know you said that you haven't uh, quite finalised your trades yet, but tell us your thinking heading into round 16. Uh, is it just tidying the team up for the run home? Uh, yeah, look, I'm going to wait till next week to finalise these. I need to see the team list for round 16, but there's a lot of work to be done. Obviously, I need to plan for round 17 by, but I also have a few, a bit of dead weight in the team, I think, as well. Um, Nico Hines, he's not dead weight, but as you said, he's he's pretty much a must-sell now with Pappenhausen due back. It'll be interesting to see if Hines does stay in the starting team, maybe in the centres, but look, either way, I don't think you'll be able to justify the, the hefty price tag you're paying at the moment. Um, Ryan Madison is another one I might be looking to move on. He doesn't look to be scoring well at all this year. He scored the other day a try and only got 56, and I think it's been a similar story in previous weeks, so he might be one to go as well. And, uh, yeah, look, I'll have to come back to it next week, but there's there's plenty of work for me to do, that's for sure. Yeah, no, fair enough. Let's just get through this Origin Week unscathed. Uh, cross our fingers, our toes, our hamstrings, everything for Tommy Turbo. Let's just get him through Origin 2 and uh, keep him fit and firing for this run home to the Supercoach final series. Tommy, that wraps us up for this week. Uh, we'll check in again after Origin next Tuesday or sometime middle of next week, and uh, we'll... 
Turn our attentions to round 16 of the NRL. Of course, we'll continue our buying planning for round 17 as well. Yeah, thanks, mate. I enjoy Origin and uh, enjoy getting your team up to scratch for the run home. Good luck to everyone. Uh, as we say, you can get us on our socials at Supercoach365. Uh, feel free to send us a DM. We're doing our very best to get back to everyone as uh, we look to help your team on the run home to the finals. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.